All right, my friends, thanks for tuning into the podcast, where, as always, we'll discuss the professional literature and the evidence-based protocol as they relate to the effective treatment of clinically significant anxiety symptoms. I'm Chris Lines, licensed psychotherapist and OCD spectrum disorders treatment specialist, and this, well, this is OCD Straight Talk. One of the questions that comes up uh, pretty often in the treatment process is like, what do I do when my compulsions are so habitual? They're such an ingrained part of my routine that I can't stop doing them. And often what people sort of mean by this question is, Like, what do I do when I'm doing compulsions and I don't even realize I'm doing compulsions? And how do I stop those compulsions? And it's a good question because it's like, well, how do you stop doing something that you don't realize you're doing? And I think that the answer is is multifaceted here. The first piece of it is like, well, listen, compulsions are, they're always choices. Always. Whatever the compulsion is. And... Compulsions can really be any behavior, and you've heard me talk about this. They can be any behavior, provided that that behavior is somewhat repetitive, that it's being engaged for the purpose of reducing anxiety or preventing anxiety or or neutralizing a feared outcome, that is to say, getting rid of an unwanted thought, right? As long as that behavior is not meaningfully connected to the mitigation of, of real and actual danger, Right. So when you think about that, you take a step or two back and you look at the definition with your with your thinking cap engaged. That's a wide ass parameter that could really be any behavior at all. But whatever the compulsion is, it begins by being a choice. It's a choice. So why do I say that? Well, this is the reason I say it. Oftentimes when individuals pose that question. Yeah, yeah. Well, but what I'm talking about is I'm doing compulsions and I don't even realize I'm doing compulsions. Like that doesn't sound like a choice to me. Right. And and here I would say, yeah, I think you're right. That doesn't sound like a choice. That sounds like a habit. Right. And it sounds like a habit that we need to work on breaking. Right. It doesn't sound like an advantageous behavior, but it does sound like a habit. And, and I would argue that a behavior that an individual engages, not consciously, but by habit isn't a compulsion until he or she realizes that he's engaging this behavior and continues to engage the behavior in order to reduce anxiety or neutralize feared outcomes. You follow what I'm saying? And and listen to me carefully. I'm not saying the behavior in question isn't compulsive because it is routine. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that the behavior in question isn't compulsive until the individual has realization that he's engaging that behavior. Now that he has realization that he's engaging that behavior, well, now that behavior is compulsive, right? So when the individual says, well, how do I stop doing a behavior that I don't really realize I'm doing? I might say something like, well, don't worry about it until you realize you're doing it. At the point that you realize you're, oh shit, I'm washing my hands, right? Now, now the question is, how able are you to immediately discontinue washing your hands? 
How able are you to put that behavior down and walk away? That's the question. So when the Y box asks, how much time are you spending doing compulsions throughout the average day in total, but on average, I would argue that we should focus on the behaviors of which we have awareness. You know, here I am finding myself doing compulsions and doing them so routinely that I'm not even able to stop doing them. Well, there's no way out of the woods at that point. Like, what the hell am I going to do now? I know that I should work hard to prevent compulsions, but what about those compulsions over which I have no control, right? And that's where it becomes an advantage to you to realize that a compulsion isn't actually a compulsion until you're engaging it consciously, right? And you're engaging it for the purpose of reducing anxiety or preventing anxiety or neutralizing feared outcomes or getting rid of unwanted thoughts. At that point, now you're doing a compulsion. And at this point, it's clear the compulsions are choices. Before that, the behavior was habit. It was routine, right? You just sort of randomly found yourself at the faucet washing your hands. And you're like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do now? Well, the answer is stop. Now that you're conscious of the behavior, it is now a behavioral choice. And by definition, it's compulsive. And so at this point, it's like, no, 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 you can stop the behavior because you're conscious of engaging it. You can stop the behavior. You just haven't yet. Right. And that can be a helpful phrase for people to hear. That's like, don't say you can't like that's disempowering to say to myself, I can't stop that behavior. Like one, it's bullshit. It's not true. And two, it's really discouraging. Right, to think that there's no way I can change this behavioral pattern, which is sitting here fueling my, my OCD. Like, what the hell am I going to do then? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you do have the control because you have awareness over the behavior and therefore the behavior is a choice. Right. So at this point, you can choose to stop engaging the behavior. And that word is the meat and potatoes. That word is your bread and butter choice. Right. Because if you're choosing to engage the behavior, well, one, that's honest. And two, it's powerful, right? I'm choosing to do the compulsion. Okay, fine. You're choosing to do, I wish you wouldn't. I think that's a bad idea, but that's a hell of a lot better than saying I can't stop it, right? So what do I do when I can't stop engaging compulsions? Well, they don't become compulsions until you have conscious awareness that you're engaging them, at which point they become choices and you can make a different choice. Now that this behavior meets the definition of compulsion, now that it does, yeah, you can stop it. You just haven't yet. And I think it's like, well, the other piece of it is, well, be patient with yourself, man, because this is a hard process, right? Just because you can theoretically stop a compulsion at the drop of a hat doesn't mean you will. Doesn't mean you will, right? It's hard to do that. And let's be honest about it, right? And walk the fine line of honesty. We're not going to say we can change this whole pattern in an hour. That's not reality. But it's also not reality that because it's hard, I can just sort of keep on going and going and going, taking my good, sweet old last time, changing compulsions. Well, you know, it's hard. You know, I mean, there's that fine line of honesty saying that, listen, this is hard. This is a process. I'm going to work hard at it, but I'm not going to get there overnight, right? I'm going to work hard at it, but I'm going to be patient in the process. And that brings up a whole nother question of like, well, what do I do when I've done a compulsion? And there's no way I can argue that this wasn't compulsive. I know that it was. It was a choice. And I was making this choice for the very specific purpose of managing my anxiety or getting rid of my thoughts. And, and no, it wasn't meaningfully connected to, to real and actual danger. Like, shit, this was a compulsion. Like, now what? 
And it's a good question because we all find ourselves in that kind of position at least once in a while. I mean, at least once in a while, right? So it's like, well, what now? And the answer is spoil that bitch, spoil that bitch, right? And maybe you say, well, what the hell does that mean? Well, it's like this. You try and take the efficacy, you try and take the function out of the behavior that you just made. Like, let's say you just washed your hands and you're like, shit, that was a compulsion. I know it was and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I even used two pumps of soap and I even went through that ritual twice. Like, dude, there's no way it wasn't compulsive. It's like, okay, well, then what were you washing your hands from? Well, you know, I just touched the toilet. Well, then go touch the toilet again. Go touch the toilet again. And this time, don't wash your hands, right? This time, don't hand sanitize. This time, make sure you grab your phone and text somebody. Make sure you grab some food and eat something before you have a chance to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't toy around with this shit because the OCD is not toying around with you. You know, you know what I'm saying, right? It's, it's trying to dominate your life. And so there's a question of, well, what do I do now when I've done these compulsions and, and shit, I did it. I did, well, now what? And the answer is spoil it. All right, spoil it. So it's to your advantage to spoil compulsions, to go back and recontaminate yourself and then don't hand wash, right? To, to go back and find symptoms, but then don't Google them. Don't seek reassurance from your doctor. To go and face a specific situation that tends to elicit intrusive thoughts for you, but then don't engage the compulsions, it's back to that idea of working and learning to tolerate the intrusive thoughts and the anxiety that they cause. And of course, that magic phrase of stopping the compulsions in that process. So like be encouraged. The idea that you can't stop compulsions. These behaviors are not compulsive, I would argue, until you're consciously engaging them provided that you're engaging these behavioral choices for the purpose of reducing your anxiety or neutralizing your feared outcomes, and be honest with yourself, provided that you're engaging these behavioral choices for those reasons, yes, now that behavior is compulsive. And now you can work hard to make a different choice and to make it stop. Well, that's it for another episode of OCD Straight Talk. Feel free to reach out with any questions you might have to chrislines04 at gmail.com or DM me or whatever at OCD Straight Talk. If you found this episode helpful, consider giving the podcast a five-star rating. And for treatment, contact Kentuckiana Treatment Center for Anxiety and OCD at KentuckyOCD.com. That's K-E-N-T-U-C-K-Y-O-C-D.com. And as always, thanks for checking out OCD Straight Talk.